Blog Talk Radio. Christian Survival Radio. It's the 25th day of May, 2018, 8.30 a.m. on the east coast of the United States. We're broadcasting you today from north central West Virginia. Let's go to prayer before we get into the word of God. Precious Heavenly Father, we come to you once again decreasing that you might increase. Father, let the words be spoken today be your words. And Lord, you said they will not come back void. They will do that what you sent them to do. We ask you today, Lord, you open our hearts and our minds that we might receive whatever whatever you need to show us. What, Lord, just just help us today to uh, have our eyes opened, to walk in the light in which we have the light. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. The title or the thrust of our broadcast today is Critical Times. I believe we are living in very critical, critical times. <clears throat> the year is 2018. John warned in First John, he said that there is a spirit of Antichrist and even many Antichrists going to and fro in the world today. Those that reject the Son of God. Those who push him back, so to speak, who deny his name. Many say that Jesus was a good man, but there are few today that actually recognize and stand up and declare that he is the Son of God. And the Bible declares if you deny the Son and you deny the Father, then you are Antichrist. If you deny God's perfect lamb who died for the sins of the world. If you deny God's plan, if you deviate from God's plan, if we go about to establish our own righteousness, then the Bible says that we are antichrist. And John warned that there would be many that would come in the last days. He even said in his time, this is the last days. The first century church was the beginning of the last days, the beginning of the church age, the Gentile dispensation, so to speak. The fullness of the Gentiles is coming. Look around and about you and see what's going on. This world is not getting better. It's getting worse. Men shall wax worse and worse. The love of many, the Bible declares, shall grow cold. 
And I believe that the modern day Christian, sometimes unbeknownst to us, are in a critical, critical, critical battle. And the souls of men are at stake. And even our own souls. The Bible declares what would a man give in exchange for his soul, his, his eternal destiny. But the Bible strictly declares that on the day that God made man, he bowed over Adam, and the Bible says he blew the breath, his breath, his ruach, the spirit. And man became a living spirit. Yes, the outside man, the flesh and the blood, which will sustain us for time and for a season, which is simply a, a shell. But because of the fall, the Bible declares that this outer man is dying. Paul wrote that the inner man should be gone from glory to glory. So men, and when I say men, I mean mankind, men, women, boys, and girls. The Bible clearly states, I didn't, the Bible, that we will live somewhere in a constant state of mind forever. So the Bible says, what would you give in exchange for your soul? The Bible strictly points out that we are living in a temporal world. The man's life is but a puff of wind, but a blade of grass, but a vapor. Here today and gone tomorrow, it's appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment and although it's critical in the world and it's critical in what we see going on around about us and the world itself is in a critical state, I believe that we need to look on the inside of us and see that the plight of our soul is critical. That we must make a choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. That we must decide Many are at a crossroads. Many are fighting battles that they, the enemy has convinced them that they cannot win. The enemy has convinced them that maybe the gospel is not really the gospel, not really the, the good news. Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you. Sometimes I think we just need to get back to basics. We need to, he told the church at Ephesus, he said, he said, I have somewhat against you because you have, you have left. You've made a conscious sin to leave your first love, which is Jesus Christ. He says, repent. And do your first works over unless I come and remove the candlestick which is the basis where by which we receive the light if if light is ignored then light will be removed the Bible says walk in the light as you have the light as you have the revelation of the gospel walk in it but the Bible says we are responsible we will be held accountable for what light we have been given. 
Much given. Much required. That's a scary thing. Much given. So it's dangerous to get knowledge of this gospel and ignore it. It's dangerous to get light on a situation or circumstance in our in our lives or something we're going through or some question that we have and 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 and, and God through his word gives us revelation on a thing and then we ignore it. And we go about to establish our own righteousness. So God spoke through Ezekiel in chapter 33, beginning with verse 3. He says, and when, talking to the watchman, he he said, I've set a watchman upon your coast. He said, I've set a watchman. He says, and when you see if the sword come upon the land. He blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever hears the word, heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Now, the church, I believe, is the modern day Watchmen. There should be warnings coming out of the pulpits of America and across the world. There should be a John the Baptist who declares, prepare ye the way in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. John the forerunner. The forerunner who pointed to Jesus Christ, he said, there's one that cometh after me who shall latch up. I'm not worthy to unlatch, he said. I baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And if we are given light and we ignore the light, then the Bible says that our blood will be upon our own hands, upon our own heads, that the watchman is not responsible the one who has been appointed to preach the word is not responsible. I personally believe that we will give an account for, if you are a minister of the gospel, that you will give an account for what you did not preach. What the Holy Ghost has laid upon your heart to speak and you did not speak. For many fear the countenance of men and the actions of men. Modern day churches are run on money and and, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people do not want to upset the apple cart, so to speak, and maybe a, uh, offend a big tithe payer. So sometimes maybe the truth is not preached because there's a fear of losing financial stability. You say, does that go on? Yes, it probably does. It, it probably does because... The Bible says, fear not man that can destroy body, but fear God who can destroy both body and soul and cast it into hell. He said in verse 5, equal 33, he heard the sound of the trumpet, took not warning, his blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, And the people be not warned. If the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I I will require at the hand of the watchman. Hmm. So thou, O son of man, 
I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. He goes on to verse 8. He says, When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if you if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn away from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore thou Son of man, verse 10, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus she speaks, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die? of house of Israel. That applies to modern day. We live under the everlasting covenant. We are responsible to preach the greatest covenant that's ever been established between God and man. The everlasting covenant which was settled at the cross 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, also the Son of Man, shedding his precious blood, turning away the wrath of God from sinful men, satisfying the wrath of God, so we are in critical times, a time when men must make decisions that will decide the outcome of the rest of their lives. And you're never too old to turn. You're never too old to take a different path at a crossroads. There's breath in you. You've got your mind. So make a conscious decision today. The word repent means to turn. See, this is a choice we make. The Bible says, confess with your mouth, believe with your heart, that God Almighty raised through the eternal spirit of God, raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And then the Bible says, repent and turn. As I mentioned before, he told the church at Ephesus, he said, do your first works over unless I come and take the candlestick away. Let us repent of our sins. Let us acknowledge, First John tells us that if we sin and we confess our sins, that God is faithful and true to forgive our sins. I've stated many times that men, men's problem is not social, financial, but men's problem is sin. Sin destroys man. The Bible clearly states that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He says, This know also that in the last days, remember I told you John was talking about these spirit of antichrist and how many antichrist not not the the son of perdition the bible calls there's only two that called the son of perdition that was judas iscariot and also the antichrist is called the son of perdition the man of sin and he said even at the time of the first century church that antichrist was 
hear the Spirit. And many walked in that Spirit. Now there's coming one. The Bible declares, Revelation 13, that the Bible declares he will be of a fierce countenance in Daniel. Bible says he will be of a fierce countenance. I will understand dark matters. Evil. Very, very evil. Know that in the last days, so if, if they were in the last days in the first century, how much more are we in the last days in the 21st century? Where are, where, where are we in the prophetic timeline? Are things different? from what they used to be. Has time in the last, let's look at the last 10 years. Is there a ramping up of, should I use the term spiritual warfare? We don't hear a lot about it. But nevertheless, Paul said in Ephesians six twelve, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, powers and principalities, wickedness and high Places, structured entities who are, to use the term, hell-bent hell on destroying us. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he can destroy and seeking whom he may Divine, not playing, not not playing. This is very, very, very serious. He says, first of all, he says, be sober. Be sober. The Bible declares for me and you not to give place to even strong drink. That we are to be sober. We live in a generation that craves entertainment. We live in a generation where people are drawn away, for the most part, from reality. See, this is the this is the delusion that the powers of darkness have set up, where Men give no regard for the, their eternal destiny or of their family's eternal destiny or anybody's eternal destiny. We live in a very selfish generation. The love of many wax cold. The Bible declares where Men will not have natural affections. And, it, and, and, and what it means when it says that is they will give no credence or no regard to their own kin. That the, the love and the, uh, the binding of the family and the family structure falling apart. Families separated for so Many, many things. Sons not speaking to fathers, daughters not speaking to mothers, so forth and so on. Because basically in families there's no communication today, see there's no there's no talking. 
Daniel said, they'll go to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. The We live in a busy generation. Nobody takes time for anything anymore. Everything's in a rush. We cram into our days uh, activities. When I was growing up, we sit down and ate at least the evening meal. And when I was real young, we ate every meal at the table with the family. There wasn't no, uh, I mean, we had a television, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But see, there was no communication. What would a man give in exchange for his soul? So he says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may buy. He tells us to be serious, to be sober. In 2 Timothy 4, 5, Paul wrote, be, but watch thou in all things. Watch thou in all things. He says, endure afflictions. He doesn't say that they might come. He says they will come, and we need to endure them through the grace of Jesus Christ. Do the work of an evangelist. What's an evangelist? It goes about preaching the good news. Make full proof of thy ministry. In 1 Peter 1.13, Peter wrote, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. Strengthen the loins of your mind. Be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. First Peter 4, 7 says, But the end of all things is at hand. This is back. He's made that statement then. How much more does it apply today in this as Bible prophecy is being fulfilled every day? As the signs of the times are upon us. Yet the enemy wants to plant a seed. Oh, it's just the way it used to be. Nothing's really changed. There's nothing critical about this time. There's nothing to get excited about. Just go on and do what you're doing. Go on and sleep. But Peter said, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, serious-minded, and watch unto prayer. Be vigilant. Be alert. Jesus said in Revelation 16, verse 15, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keeps his garments. My. Lest he walk naked and they see his shame. There's nothing hidden, the Bible says, that will not be revealed. See, God's going to deal with secret sin if it's in our lives. 
He says, because your adversary. And he tells us that our adversary is the devil. Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the resister of the gospel, the slanderer, the liar, the murderer, the thief. We read in Matthew 4 that Jesus himself was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He was the God-man. And he resisted the devil and fought the devil on his own turf, so to speak, with the word of God, using the term, it is written. When Satan sought worship, Jesus said in Matthew 4.10, Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. The Bible declares that Satan is, <clears throat> is subtle, is a deceiver, and he seeks whom he may devour. The Bible declares in Revelation chapter 12, beginning verse 7, and there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his fought and his angels and prevailed not neither was their place found anymore in heaven and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil <clears throat> satan who deceiveth the whole world he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him and i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God. Listen, day and night, the ever, ever going, everlasting battle. Verse 11, Revelation 12, <clears throat> pardon me. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and loved not their lives to the death. They overcame him. In the book of First Timothy, chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, this know also that in the last days, there's that word again, Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy, still for first century, declaring that the last days were even then and the even greater now are they are they the last days because time is ramped up the words taco which is revolution rpms is increasing revolutions per minute is increasing we talked about uh, how all of creation groans men and creation itself the the elements i've never seen there's a rash of of uh, the ground caving in Just holes reappearing, people driving their cars at all. 
The creation is groaning. We, we are at that critical time where men must decide. Don't ignore the signs. Well, people downplaying, well, it's just because of this scientific thing going on. And Well, read your Bible. Volcanoes. Yellowstone. Tornadoes, hurricanes, phenomenons happening everywhere. Fish, I mean, just all kinds of things happening. Are we ignoring what's going on? Are we ignoring that we're in a critical time here? Are we ignoring salvation of our soul? Are we allowing the liar of this world to make us sit back and be lulled to sleep? Think about this today. First thing we need to do is take account of our own soul. We need to invite the Spirit of God to search us. As the psalmist David said, search me, O Lord. Whatever you find in me that's not pleasing, remove it from my life. When things are brought to light in our lives, then we are have a mandate to do something about it. Jesus gave warning to all of the church except for two. But he told Ephesus, he said, you've left your first love. You haven't lost it. You've left it. You've made a conscious decision to leave the basis that's kept you all these years, to try something else out, to go in a different path, maybe a broader, wider path. And the Bible declares this broader and wider path will lead to destruction. Maybe maybe something has been, has, has been created in your mind by with help. And the Bible declares where men start to believe a lie and to be damned. The Bible says because they refuse to retain God in their knowledge, he will turn them over to their own devices. And he'll send them strong delusion, the Bible declares. In other words, a lie, something that's not real. No substance to it whatsoever. He says it'll be peerless times, difficult times. But it, but in the book of 1 Peter 1, 5, it says we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be, be revealed in the last time. The words of Jesus in John six thirty nine, and this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which have given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again in the last day. See, we, we've got to keep our faith and our eyes upon Jesus Christ. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Is that going on? You decide. Be observant. Ask the Spirit of God to open your eyes and give you revelation. He said men will be lovers of their own selves. Philippians 2.21, Paul wrote, For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. All seek their own selfishness. This is where 
not having natural affection comes in. Not loving your kin, your brothers and sisters in Christ. And Paul said, you can, you can be all spiritual. You can speak in tongues. You can prophesy. You can be used in the gifts of the Spirit. But the Bible says if you do not have love, and the love that comes from Jesus Christ, the agape love, the God kind of love, that all that you do is but a tinkling symbol. But, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. We preach your word. He says, depart from me, workers of iniquity, because I know you not. You were just simply in a form and a fashion. God honors his word. Because the shingle over your door or the, the certificate on your wall doesn't save you. The affiliation with a church or a denomination or a conference or a fellowship, whatever it might be, does not save you. The Bible says, search out your salvation. God help us today with trembling and with fear. Time to sober up. Just the spirit of this world makes people drunk without alcohol. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. First Timothy 6, 4 said, He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strives of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, and evil surmisings. And contention, see. He said the people would love money. Lovers of their own selves, covetous. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, 3, not given to wine. Now this is talking about the qualifications for a bishop. Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy or filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. Lovers of their own selves. See, we live in the selfie Generation people can buy a stick, stick your smartphone on the stick, and take your own picture. Is that wrong? I guess that's what the spirit is done. Boasters, braggers, proud, pride comes before fall. Pride goes before destruction. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. And a haughty spirit before fall. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Ungrateful. And unholy. In verse 3. Without natural affection. There's, there, there's ways where people are losing love for their, even their own families. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, listen, despisers of those that are good or those that follow Christ. Without natural affections. Verse 4 says, traitors, heady. 
which means reckless, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. This is a picture of the state of man in the last days. For of this sort are they which crept into houses and led captive silly, women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. That's pretty strong stuff. Men that operate in another spirit other than the spirit of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Critical. So we've got to make choices. Today is the day of change. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 27 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my, unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are or proceeds the issues of life. Guard your heart. Bible says in Philippians that God will keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus, the source of all things, the author and the finisher of our faith. Put away the froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Put them far from thee. Let thy eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. And I would say, according to the times, we need to do it now. Give no place to the devil. God help us today. In Second Peter chapter three, verses three through seven, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. This is pointing to God's judgment which is coming, by the way. The point that a man wants to die, and then the judgment. Two judgments, Bema seats, judgment seat of Christ, and the white throne. You don't want to be at the white throne. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire, once destroyed by flood, now destroyed by fire, renovated by fire, against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Matthew 24, verse 3 through 5, and he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many 
shall come in my name, said, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Psalms 118.22 says that we need to go to the stone which the builders refuse has become the headstone and the cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ. He's our hope. All things, he is our source for all things, for our salvation, for our healing, for our deliverance. In his finished work at the cross, he is the author, the authority, the finisher of our faith. Second Timothy 4 says, Henceforth, there is later for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. We are at critical time. See, this stuff's coming. Don't delay much longer. Make sure your lamps are full of oil and trimmed. Don't wait till the bridegroom comes and go out to get oil. Do it now. Make a decision today to go in another direction. To humble yourself before God in due time. Because we will be exalted. Let's give you some of the word of God today. The warnings for the word. Not from me. Critical, critical times. In individual lives and in the lives of nations and people and leaderships and governments. The earth is straining. The earth is convulsing for the redemption that's coming. The restoration of all things is coming. The Bible declares the restitution of all things is coming. Are we ready? Have we come before God bare, nothing held back, nothing reserved, just just opening ourselves unto him and letting and telling him, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I can't do this by myself. I, I can't survive the days to come without you. Whatever life I have left that must be in you. You said you'd never leave us nor forsake us, and he won't. You said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered and shall be set free. The Bible says, come unto me, you are heavy laden in labor, and I will give you rest. This is truth today. Critical. Critical. Crossroads. Time to make a decision. Time to choose. Time to turn and look under the author and finish here. Time to turn, time to time to come to Jesus Christ. The only one that can help you today, help us today. All of sin to come short of the glory of God. For this reason, for this purpose, was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. He is our strong rock. He is our foundation. He is our present help in the time of trouble. He is our incoming and our outgoing. He is our protection. He's the lifter of our heads. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that God Almighty raised him from the dead. If you've went back on God, do your first works over, as he told the church at Ephesus. He said, "He said, do your first works over. Repent unless I come and remove the candlestick. We don't have time to waste. Things are 
the RPMs, the taco, which is the Greek, which where we get the word tachometer, is speeding and speeding. And whenever an engine, I was raised from the days of the muscle cars, and they had the big RPM gauges on the on the dashboard or the steering column, whatever it might be, and the RPMs were getting, and but that engine was tighter, and it was likely had a greater chance to blow a rod or blow up because of the strain. That's where we're at. Critical, critical, critical. I can't stress that today anymore than I have. It's so critical. Seeking why may be found. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We ask you today that somebody doesn't know you, Lord, that they call on your name today. We ask you today that those that are cold in you today, that you'd fire them up, God, that they'd come unto you. Lord, if we be humbled today, that in due time we shall be exalted. God, help us and give us strength for the days to come. We don't know what's coming, but we know something is. We know we're in we're in the last times. And many scoff at that. I just read the scripture, Lord, that said many, many scoffers in the last time. Well, where is the appearing of his coming? Where is his coming? Where is it? But it's closer now than it's ever been. Lord, you said in the last days that the holy shall remain holy and the filthy shall remain filthy. In other words, people aren't going to have a chance to change. That We're that close. And we ask you today to help us and keep us. Give us revelation. Give us strength. Give us insight. Order our footsteps. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. We ask you to heal the sick by your stripes. We're here. We ask you, Lord, to touch those that struggle mentally today. Lord, heal the emotions of your people. Heal the emotions of your people, Lord. You said, fear not. You give us not the spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. And your words above every word. Let every man be a liar. Let God be the truth. When we ask these things in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon.